This guy arrives home at 7 o'clock in the morning, stinking of whiskey, to find his angry wife waiting for him. She shouts at him, you better have a damn good reason for coming home at this time in the morning. Of course I do, replies the guy. Well then, what is it, asks the wife. He responds, breakfast. (laughs) Welcome to my podcast. Me again, Jay Wesley. Welcome to episode five of the Crooked Halo Crew podcast. I never got a chance to shout out my friend responsible for the intro music. The beat was created by Steph Raymond, S-T-E-F um, Raymond on Instagram. Dope guy, dope producer. Definitely give him a follow. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I kind of spent the last couple of days trying to figure out what I wanted to discuss with you, and I was kind of drawing a blank, given that there's just so much to discuss, and uh, I really couldn't pinpoint what I wanted to, you know, discuss during my podcast. So, fortunately, this evening, I came across some of my previous works that were kind of in draft form. And so many of those know I published a book out in 2016, and I've been promising to publish a a book ever since. And I think one of my drawbacks has been, been, um, I've been spreading myself too thin because I literally have been working on like four books at once, and I kind of flow in the direction of which one inspires me the most at the time. And it's almost at similar to the saying, jack of all trades, master of none. I just haven't been able to um, focus and complete one. But in due time, it's going to happen. Once again, I'm going to promise you. So, but yeah, I thought, I came across a couple of of posts and I thought it would just kind of lead into some spirited conversation if we decide to go that route. And... This one is called like his expressions. That's probably some draft name that I created um, before actually finalizing a title. But yeah, so I wanted to go through a couple of posts, maybe briefly provide some form of um, additional context behind the post. So let's get into it. So the intro was a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, and it goes like this. For all men live by truth and stand in need of expression, in love, art, in avarice and politics, in labor and games, we study to utter our painful secret. The man is only half himself, the other half is expression. So maybe that's where I got his expression from as the title. And I hope I, I may have pronounced that avarice word wrong. Don't sue me. So here goes my piece. By the time you are a man, you need to no one tells you. We aren't given a book of instruction. It is one of those things expected, assumed, 
and you will be shamed for not knowing the answers to the lessons never taught. Too many are unable to learn by observation because a model was never around. We depend on experiences to provide insight. So many exes who could have been wives had they met him in his later years. Missing is the hierarchy that is necessary. Princes grown into kings because of age, not character. Chiefs who lack wisdom leading tribes towards regression. Communities now look to one another only to look away. The same brother responsible for my safekeeping, at least traditionally, treats me like the stranger I am because shared melanin makes us brothers but we, are, but we no longer desire to model their behavior. I pray for our future but I haven't stepped foot in a church in years. How unfortunate it is for a man to know his labor for his identity. Inherited chores often left undone because, he's clueless, because he is clueless to the why. Decisions made out of free choice become responsibilities. What we can do and what we choose to do tell onlookers different stories. And as I pen, I too have learned something. Many of us can be men, but we choose not to. That was one. And so that piece covers a lot. And I think this podcast is going to be dope just to get a little bit more insight into, I would say, male perspective, but I can't speak on behalf of all men, so I'll just talk about a male's perspective and how I, for one, see growth. I, for one, see how we present ourselves as men and my opinion on community. I think there's so many things covered in that first piece. And for one, I would say is that these days we lack community. We lack that community village-esque, it takes a village to raise a child mentality. And I can't say it's simply to some no fault of our own. I think as a New Yorker, I think so many people get consumed with just surviving. And living is not surviving, right? And uh, the extra mile, the common touch, right? The, the the care about your neighbor and your brother and each one teach one. My brother's keeper, right? I think we've lost that and we're now starting to see the result of broken communities. Um, the piece talks about modeling, right? And... A lot of who I am is attributed to who was in front of me. And it's very difficult, not impossible, but very challenging for men to become men if they weren't around good men, right? And so that was taught, that was touching this piece. But I really like the part where missing is the hierarchy that is necessary. Princes growing into kings because of age, not character. And uh, it just comes to the the general ruling of a kingdom. And I'm just not just talking about a household, right? But in the chosen ruling, in an ideal world, because this person has the character to care for all of his people. But nowadays, people look like a king, a king, claim to be a king, but they haven't matured to be a king. And uh, 
and that's unfortunate. All right, so this next piece was is called Lineage, and uh, here it goes. Along the path towards adulthood, we are raised to mirror our parents, forefathers and mothers, all in the name of culture. Values passed down generation to generation are interwoven with cultural curses often revealed in our current behaviors. We fear the flames they touch. Distance are distant are the lands within our reach they never took an interest to visit. Within our DNA are their learned mistakes, and others we rehearse on our own volition. We, the ones who never asked to be here, become the responsibility for those who greeted us upon arrival, even though many never planned for us to come. Parenthood, at times a God-given right exercised on a sinner's mattress. Physically, I'm ready to be a father, but mentally, am I responsible enough to be a dad? The question many should ask and a calling more should answer. Rarely discussed are the broken homes with a family visually intact for the sake of a child who never asked to be here, who was greeted upon arrival, but months ago, while on a sinner's mattress, was invited to call this home. That one touches on generational curses and how sometimes we feel guilty for not living the lives that our parents want us to live. And, and to restrict ourselves from being a little bit, I would say, more adventurous with our choices because we have a duty or a debt owned to the ones that came before us who sacrificed for us to be here. And it kind of becomes a cycle. And I know what it's like to feel that guilt, but I'm also blessed to have exposure too, you know, I have and have two dynamic parents. But I remember at one point just feeling the need to have to go to grad school, to have to get this degree, to enter this profession, because I felt that I wouldn't make my parents proud. And, you know, and I think becoming an author was one of the boldest decisions I've ever made. And I remember sitting my dad down on his birthday one day, letting him know that I dropped out of grad school to tell him that I, I want to pursue writing. I don't want to go to school to work this job for the rest of my life. Like, I just know that there's a bigger calling for me. And I just remember him looking back at me and with pride and, and was just genuinely happy for me. And I think when they were able when they came to my book signing I think they started to believe and I think that's sometimes what it they, it that's what it takes too for those that are going down this road and, and and experience this it's like I learned like my my dad told me one once that no one no one gives you a manual on how to be a parent and parents can't stop being parents and and that tough love can push you forward, but damn, it can be heavy on your shoulders. And they just want what's oftentimes what's best for you. And you're in a day like gig, like, like modern days, like now 
where you have gig economy and tech booms, we don't have the traditional routes to success anymore, which is which are which are foreign to those that are that are older than us. And I just think sometimes they need to see what what we're pursuing and why we're going this route, you know? So I'm sure I'm not the only one um, that has felt this, but it's, I like this piece because it spoke about generational curses, but also physically, you know, just co-parenting, single parenting, are we, are you, you know, we're willing enough to jump into bed with people and reluctant to be parents with them, right? And just so many things, so many layers were, scenarios were touched in this piece. Um, maybe it's something I can delve deeper into. So I wanted to share that one as well. Another book I was working on was called Yesterday Doesn't Love Me Anymore. And here's a piece, I don't even have a name for it, and I shared on my Instagram live one time, but I'm going to share it again. And if you hear noise in the background, this is live, this is not in some professional studio. This is my apartment, which is a pre-war building, and this sounds like my heat is starting to kick in. So there may be some knocking, and I may have to pause and resume when it's done. But I'll go into this piece. I pray you don't ever have to experience the distance, the final drift, a love story's end, the moment you wish once upon a time never happened, or seconds when you played the times you could have cheated and didn't, because love, because it was the right thing to do, because at the time they were the person to do right by. I pray you don't soak beneath the dark cloud that looms, or follow through on extreme thoughts fleeting and bold. I pray you have a support system who chooses to keep you company within the silence, instead of hurrying you with a get over it. I pray you discover God, because it's moments like this when most of us do. In the middle of the devil's blame, all the while it was God's magic, and hell was one flight away from the lobby, and the elevator door is closing, and you don't give a fuck which direction it takes, because love never did, so you thought heaven didn't either. I pray you realize hell isn't the devil, but the place you have convinced yourself God isn't. And that's one of my... <sighs> that one. I love this piece. It's one of my... One of my religious pieces, but... How it's connected and, and, and intertwined with breakups and how... We tend to forget God when the moment when everything is good and once life shatters, we scream God's name or sometimes we whisper in embarrassment, hoping that God hears. 